Green Side, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 USA. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. All right, welcome to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here with you. Got a couple guests. Got uh, Spencer Grossel and Jeff Webb, both uh, involved with the Western Golf Association and Evans Scholar Foundation. Guys, uh, before we dive in too far, I'll have you introduce yourselves and maybe kind of explain your roles um, with those organizations. I'll go ahead uh, first. Thank you so much, Clint. Looking forward to it. Uh, again, Spencer Grossel, so everyone can put a voice to the name. I serve as director of caddy recruitment for the central region of the Western Golf Association Evans Scholars Foundation. Uh, certainly a unique title, director of caddy recruitment. Uh, that just speaks to how much the organization believes in caddying and, and what it can do for young people. And uh, my role is really to recruit hardworking young people into caddy programs, make sure they're aware of the opportunity of caddying, why it's uh, the greatest summer job, especially the best first job you can ever have, and also work to develop caddy programs, whether that's helping start caddy programs or developing established caddy programs to make them even better. So that would be a, a quick rundown of my position, and then I'll let Jeff introduce himself and his role with the Western Golf Association. Hi, everyone. Hey, uh, Clinton, uh, Spencer. Thanks again for uh, having me on. Uh, my name is Jeff Webb. Uh, I do not work for the Western Golf Association. Uh, I'm a partner at Deloitte. Um, uh, I grew up in Ankeny, Iowa, uh, which is my connection to the Iowa Golf Association, um, and played golf at Ankeny, uh, played some golf at college, and then started my career out in New York. Uh, did not play golf for quite some time, uh, but joined Wakanda um, around uh, 10, 12 years ago. Um, as a national member, and then moved to Chicago um, about 10 years ago, where we joined Beverly Country Club. Um, and at Beverly, um, you know, it's always an interesting um, uh, thing to see, as most clubs or most courses have, you know, on their first tee, the course architect, the, the course records, so on and so forth. Um, but at Beverly, we have those, and we also have a giant display case that shows all 401 uh, Evan scholars that have graduated from high school that have been out of Beverly. And that has uh, gone on for uh, almost 80 years, not as long as the WGA has been around and the Evan Scholar Fund that uh, Spencer will talk about here in a second, going on 100 years in 2030. Um, but it's something that our club um, and our membership is extremely proud of and, and, and something that we hope to bring to uh, Wakanda, as well as some of the other clubs around the state that have started or are starting their youth caddy programs or restarting them, uh, Cedar Rapids Country Club, Davenport Country Club, and Harvester. So, Clint, I'll turn it over to you So, for some questions, and we can uh, talk a little bit about youth caddy and WGA ESF. Yeah, guys, I, I want to first of all say thank you for taking some time to come on the podcast and uh, kind of like Jeff, uh, alluded to we got some exciting stuff that has been happening in in iowa and some stuff that's uh gonna be um adding to that th this year once we get started um spencer i guess i'll i'll just start with you um can you kind of just talk about the caddy program and kind of how that that weaves in with um what you do and, and talk about obviously the the long-standing history of that program 
Yeah, I'll first start with a little bit of the, the history of the Western Golf Association uh, and then set the table for all this excitement in Iowa because it certainly is that. It's exciting. So uh, the Western Golf Association was established in 1899 to promote golf in what was then the western region of the U.S., uh, Chicago being considered the West. And uh, the first Western Open and, and Western Amateur were conducted in 1899. And when you think of the organization, the WGA runs championships and the ESF, the Evans Scholars Foundation, uh, sends caddies to college. And so in 1930, the Western Golf Association and Chick Evans Jr., famous amateur golfer, mm -hmm. established the Evans Scholars Foundation. So the foundation's mission since day one has been to provide full tuition and housing college scholarships to high achieving caddies with limited financial means. So uh, that was Chick Evans' dream. That was his mission. He partnered with the Western Golf Association to set up the Evans Scholars Foundation. And uh, the first two Evans Scholars were enrolled at Northwestern University in 1930. Since then, over 12,000 men and women have graduated as Evans Scholars. So from two to now we have over 1,100 Evans Scholars in school. Uh, there's certainly been a lot of growth and uh, all those Evans Scholars have one thing in common and that's that they caddied, right? So it all starts with caddying and that's why we're so excited to see so much growth and, and so many new programs start up across the country, particularly in Iowa here. Well, that kind of leads me in, uh, you know, what kind of club's going to be starting a program and, and, uh, Dav like you said, Davenport Country Club, Cedar Rapids Country Club, and the Harvester all have um, programs started. Can you just talk about um, maybe, Jeff, kind of how how the mentoring side of things, um, you know, the caddy works, and and maybe maybe speak on some experiences you've had um, there at Beverly that you mentioned? Yeah, sure. And uh, I guess I should say I am a director of the Western Golf Association of Scholars. So we have 21 directors out of Beverly alone. Um uh, and like I said, over 400 graduated now. So that is by far the, the the largest of any club. And we have 42 kids in school currently. So um, uh, the mentor aspect uh, and just youth caddy program itself, I was very unfamiliar with. Um, if you could tell from my background, I, I, I grew up at Otter Creek um, golf course in Ankeny. Uh, not exactly a, a course that we <laughs> that we had caddies, although we would caddy. Uh, from now and then uh, for for outings and such. But um, so when I came to Beverly, uh, youth catting was uh, completely new to me. I, I didn't quite understand it. Um, but as soon as I was uh, at Bev for about a season, I quickly realized the importance uh, that the membership has on these kids' lives. Um, from the mentorship aspect, uh, just the members providing mentorship to these 13, 14 year old kids uh, that are starting out uh, with, as Spencer said, their first jobs, uh, most likely. And for them to be able to have a kid that's 13 or 14 years old or in high school in general, that is showing the responsibility of showing up on time, uh, has the time management to be able to work caddying in, in their summer jobs, or if it uh, goes in the shoulder season, whether that's the spring or fall, to work that in with their athletics, their academics, their extracurriculars, their high school, um, their communication that they have with members, you know, such as myself, 
working with you, Clint or Spencer, right? I mean, for a 13 or 14 or 15 year old kid to be able to have that communication style and just to be able to talk with us, you know, is something that we don't see in the normal course of kind of today's society. And then leadership that you have. And when each of the uh, caddies are working together, uh, not only the teamwork that they have to have with four kids on bags, who's going to go out and uh, four caddy, who's going to take the pen, who's going to take the yardages, so on and so forth. Uh, you also have to have leadership. So we always have a, a caddy captain in each one of the, the groups that goes out. That caddy captain is in charge of, of all the other three. Uh, as well as interacting with groups that are before and after us. So, I mean, all of those things that we have as that we see from these uh, this population of youth caddies is something that I think anyone listening to this would ha would gladly have when they have kids coming out at 22, 23 years old out of college because they already have those instilled characteristics and skills that we're all looking for in the workforce. And for me personally, um, as of, I actually just checked, as of uh, today, we have eight uh, Beverly caddies that work at the firm in Chicago um, at Deloitte. So it's something that I'm extremely proud of to see those kids from a very young age to where they now are in their professional careers and where WGAESF has come in and been able to provide, as Spencer said, full room and board at one of our 23 member institutes, uh, the University of Iowa being one of our newest ones, Clinton. You led me into my next question, uh, Spencer, uh, with the, what's the house called? I guess it'll be at the University of Iowa. Yeah, it'll be an Evans Scholarship House uh, okay. at the University of Iowa. And it's, uh, as, as Jeff indicated, one of our many partner universities that we are now going to be sending Evans Scholars to. Okay. And and can you kind of give our listeners kind of an idea of, you know, obviously those students are, I'm sure, you know, studying all kinds of different things, but they all they're all living together within a within a house there at the university. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. And that is one of the secret sauces to to the operation. You know, Evan Scholars, when they're awarded the Evan Scholarship, uh, they are going to be joining other Evan Scholars in an Evan Scholarship house. And uh, that support system that's in place from, from day one uh, is one of the reasons why they're so successful. On top of everything that caddying can teach you uh, to make the jump from high school to all of these uh, very well-regarded universities, um, and just some metrics to put it in perspective here, Clint, 98% of Evans scholars graduate within four years. And, and you compare that to the national average college graduation mm -hmm. is 60% in six years, right? So, so they are um, absolutely raising that average in, in every sense of the, the way. And then 95% of Evans scholars are employed or in graduate school six months after graduating. And what that comes down to is that support system that's in place. They're all pushing each other. They're all high achieving individuals who all learn to work ethic through caddying who earn the Evans scholarship and, and they're part of a team when they're there at university. So um, it's really a, a support system that um, helps them make that leap uh, from maybe a, a caddy or a student who didn't know if college would be in their future financially mm -hmm. to then being able to be there with other Evans scholars and 
um, achieving at, at those levels. You know, obviously our WJ directors like Jeff, um, he, he's bashful about his impact, but you know, that mentoring aspect helps them get through that as well. Uh, those, those boots on the ground that Jeff is at Beverly, uh, you, you can see it in who he has at Deloitte, who were Evan Scholars caddying right there on his bag at some point. And uh, I'm sure only in the fairway, Jeff, but uh, occasionally <laughs> raking the bunker too, if need be. Yeah. And that's important. A um, couple of things there, Spence, that are two things to consider. And I've had a bunch of guys from Des Moines Golf and, um, and Wakanda and Hyperion and, and Glen Oaks over to Bab. Um, just one thing to remember, these are not professional caddies. These are youth caddies. They will rake your bunker. They will do yardage. They will be a good companion with you on the bag, right? They will do all the normal caddy things, clean your ball, do your ball marks, um, sticks, all that, but they're not professional caddies. So just, just keep that in mind. Uh, a lot of them, especially the young ones too, um, that are just starting out at Beverly, we call them B caddies, um, they they're new, right? They're 14 years old. Some of them play golf. I know what Aaron Kruger is doing uh, at Wakanda is we're going to a lot of the high school golf teams um, around the Des Moines area to see if they would have interest uh, in caddying. Um, so someone that maybe knows a little bit about, about golf uh, is always a plus two, but they're in no way a professional caddy just um, when you have them on their back. But just something to think about and something one of the WGA green codes or scholar uh, directors had told me early on, um, uh, he, he was actually himself, uh, a cat, a, 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 uh, Evan scholar at Marquette. And, and it's a, it's a phrase that we use quite a bit, uh, with WGA and it's, it's take a caddy, change a life, take a caddy, change a life. Just, if you think about that a little bit, uh, Go back to your youth, thinking about when you were 14, 15, 16 years old, if you had someone, a member that took an interest in you um, and tried to help you out, no matter Spencer and Clint, I think you both said this, what field of study you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, a numerous fields of study, as you can imagine. Some of these kids that come to us and I'm writing... Um, I might be writing their letter of recommendation. I can't even spell half their majors uh, <laughs> at this point. I go, I was an accounting major. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's about all I know. <laughs> but it is something that uh, it is so um, the pride level. Uh, and if you could see my face, you could see how how wide I'm smiling because I'm just thinking uh, about some of the kids that have come through. Uh, it is just something that they would never have most likely never have that opportunity to go to school to what Spence says there um, because of the financial constraints that their families or their background could have. Um, but to be able to prov provide um, full room and board. And one other thing too, which I think is very unique to WGA USF is the kids actually also work while they're in school. So okay. not only are they keeping up with their academics, <laughs> they're also... They also almost they have a part time job on campus that they are also keeping. So it also keeps that roles of responsibility at a very high level, along with the leadership that they have within the houses. So just like if you were in a fraternity or sorority where you have officers, we have the same thing at WGA as ESF. OK, OK, yeah, definitely uh, teaching that time management for sure while you're in college, aren't you? <laughs> as we as we all know um spencer i'm curious um you know with there's a 
handful, you know, three Iowa clubs that have kind of had this in place for a few years now. And then um, Wakana that's going to be starting it up. Is every club a little bit different as far as kind of how numbers and that kind of thing, or, or can you kind of talk to our listeners about kind of what to maybe expect um, maybe if they go to one of these clubs and, and see some of these caddies? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we understand that uh, every caddy program is different. One of the things that you're going to notice uh, early on, right, as um, Davenport started a caddy program last year, Wakanda and Cedar Rapids are starting a program this year, and Harvester has had a caddy program, but they're incorporating more youth now uh, than ever before. You're going to notice that it's a smaller caddy program, you know, compared to um, Jeff's Beverly, right, being one of the biggest caddy programs in the country. Um, but what you're going to notice is that every area that you are taking a caddy, you know, whether it's regionally in Iowa or on the eastern, uh, on the east coast or the west coast, you're going to find hardworking young people who really relish the opportunity to do everything that Jeff said about um, having a great summer job, being exposed to positive role models in your community, earning and uh, earning some good money, gaining valuable life skills. Uh, so regardless of where you go to take a youth caddy, you're going to find that there's hardworking young people everywhere. Um, and uh, that's one of the extreme perks of my job is I get to go find those young people. And um, it's uh, reassuring uh, to know that the uh, young generation, you know, wants to work as hard as, you know, everyone says that they don't want to work, right? So <laughs> um, it, it's uh, always reassuring to see that. And um, to answer your question, maybe a little bit more succinctly would be, you're, you're going to see uh, at each of these clubs, uh, young people in the fairways taking care of their golfer, um, hustling, learning on the job because it's their first summer job and they're trying to manage their time. And uh, many of them will not have golf experience prior to caddying, which we think is a beautiful thing. There are going to be some that do. And so uh, they're going to work as a team together. And uh, I would encourage anyone listening to certainly ask the staff when you're either checking in or, or before you even arrive, I, I would give it a, a few days or when you're booking your time to see if a youth caddy is available, see if you want to take them out and give them some experience on the golf course. And uh, there's no doubt you're going to build a, a relationship with that young person. And when you're there next, you're, you're going to probably want them on your bag again. Yeah. And, and I will say too, Spence and Clint, um, how we, typically do it while we do have a very big yard right mm -hmm. as you as you mentioned spencer we're on the south side of chicago uh we have about 300 people in our yard uh our youth caddies uh in, in our yard at bev um however i mean what we do still is members we have a great caddy manager in brian cribs um who himself caddied at beverly um uh, <laughs> So uh, what we do, though, is with memberships, it's not all on Cribsy, right? It, it, it's on the members, too. And we do have um, training um, with uh, the, the, the caddies, especially the new ones in the spring. And we have a midterm in the summer, too, just in case anyone needs a refresher. 
Um, but Aaron Kruger, AK and I, uh, and others, right, will be doing uh, similar trainings at Wakanda. Obviously, Wakanda, we're, we're getting through our restoration right now, which we cannot <laughs> wait for in the next couple of months. Uh, so I could probably walk you through Wakanda blindfolded uh, backwards on the old course. Uh, the new course, I'm going to have to have a couple laps uh, to be able to write the caddy manual. So the, there is an overall arching caddy manual that will go through kind of the uh, how do you become a caddy. And it is very, very in-depth. I've read it many times. Um, for someone that's not familiar with golf or someone that is familiar with golf, uh, it's always a good refresher. But then we will have course specific caddy manuals too. So like on number one at Wakanda, dog leg left, you need to go out and probably stand on the, the dog leg on the right. Um, and then how do you watch for the balls? Because all of the various trees that all the clubs we've mentioned or at Harvester, where it's kind of on the open, how do you go about that? So we will be teaching them, right? And Harvester, as Ben said, had the pro caddies um, that have been teaching the youth, youth caddies, which is unbelievable, um, uh, uh, an unbelievable opportunity. But for the members at Wakanda and elsewhere, right, a lot of the initial teaching, right, we will be from that caddy manual or it will be from just on-course experience. Uh, Spencer, if if I have a maybe a junior golfer listening or maybe parents of a junior golfer that's like, hey, maybe this is something, you know, they would be interested in. What what uh, what do they need to do? Give me some give me some ideas of uh, at any of these clubs, actually, you know, of, of how to get involved. That's a great question. And, and definitely uh, if you're a parent listening to this, if you're uh, a young person listening, reach out to whichever one of those clubs that we mentioned that's closest to you and ask them about the opportunity. I know that Aaron at Wakanda would, would welcome that, that call and that question. I know that Luke at Cedar Rapids would do the same. Brian and John at uh, Davenport would do the same. And um, everyone on staff that we have uh, talked to is, is really excited uh, to have these young people at their club. And, and as great of a, an opportunity as it is, for you know a ninth grader uh, to to pursue, it also allows the club to make an impact in their community, which we have seen these clubs uh, have really relished and taken that responsibility uh, upon themselves and have loved it. So uh, I would encourage parents and students to reach out to those clubs that we mentioned if it's, if you feel like it's something that you can put a lot of time to and and want to pursue we would encourage you to do it. And if you're listening to this and you're a member at one of those clubs, a local golfer uh, whose you know, friend is at that uh, at any of those clubs, encourage them to, to take a youth caddy as much as possible. Um, they will not um, regret it, and uh, they'll be contributing to some of the most valuable experiences of that young person's life, uh, especially early on. So... Uh, that would be my sales pitch if it ever needed one, um, but it uh, usually is, is a self-selling uh, once you get them out there. Jeff, uh, kind of on the other side, and you, and you mentioned this a little bit, that these are not professional caddies, but for players at these clubs, um, what, what kind of advice would you give them as you know, the caddy experience is, is kind of making its comeback into Iowa? I, I get that everyone, every golfer has their own different uh, approach, um, right? Whether you're a high level competitor or you're just, uh, or maybe uh, you're out there uh, for a weekend warrior, you're just trying to escape a little bit. But 
the kids, right, that you're going to meet, um, I think yourself, I've been inspired by them. Some of the family lives that they come from and home situations I could not imagine in a thousand years uh, going through that and for them to even be there uh, is something that is amazing. So as they try to pursue further or farther, I should say, in their careers or in their academic lives, uh, how can you help uh, as a member? Um, and usually how you can help is simply by just taking a caddy and and interacting with them and, and understanding what they like, understanding, you know, what they're good at, where they might need uh, some tutoring help. Um, another thing that we have, right, um, at least in Chicago, right, there's other tutoring opportunities um, that then members, usually with their other uh, not-for-profits or char charitable uh, works can hook them up with, which is something, uh, again, it goes back to what Spencer says, this is all a full cycle, full circle, um, being a pillar of your community and helping these kids understand um, what we do as membership, that we're not just out there, you know, having a great time playing golf, which is what we're doing, but we also are giving back to the community. And this is one of the easiest ways and the most fulfilling ways that I personally have ever been around uh, uh, to giving back and is so impactful on a one-on-one -on -one basis. If you'll indulge me for one quick story, my wife, Catherine, grew up in Queens, New York. So she didn't really have that much uh, association with golf. The first ever um, green coat uh, uh, dinner that we went to, uh, there's usually a, 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 an Evans recipient that comes up and, and, and talks and speaks of their story. Uh, this individual happened to get about two minutes in. My wife was in full tears, uh, <laughs> turned to me and said, just give whatever we can give. <laughs> this is awesome. how important this program is. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Spencer, uh, kind of an opening question. Is there is there anything I'm not thinking of or questions that you, you would get or, or maybe expect, you know, from these clubs or, or players and or caddies even um, that, that are going to be starting at Iowa? Anything that we need to make sure that we're hammering home, I guess? Uh, great question. I, I think we've covered a lot. And, and there's so many different aspects to the organization and supporting caddies to college to career, that's been our mindset. And we have uh, put resources in place from, you know, myself, caddy recruitment, uh, you know, at the, you know, 14, 15 year old level, all the way to making sure that these Evans scholars, once graduating, are, are getting set up through career services with working uh, with our WGA directors. So, you know, I, I think one of the overarching themes here is, is we always talk and, and everyone in the golf industry talks about golf as a vehicle, right? And yep. I think caddying is, is the ultimate vehicle for networking, for success, for developing, developing yourself. And um, it, it's certainly a, a little bit of a life hack as well. There's no other job that you can spend four hours with a lawyer if you're interested in pursuing that in your career. Otherwise, you have to pay a lot of money for that individual's time. So, um, you know, I would say it's just a great opportunity. We couldn't be more excited to really uh, enhance the youth caddy presence in Iowa. And uh, we want nothing more than to fill the house at University of Iowa with Evan Scholars from Iowa. Um, that is something that uh, we're really looking forward to doing. It has been amazing to have such strong support from the clubs that have 
already indicated that they want to support the program and, and they are. And uh, I would anticipate that um, more flags are going to go up in the state of Iowa of youth caddy programs uh, and uh, really looking forward to spreading the message and impacting more lives as Jeff said. Well, without without question, an exciting program and a program, obviously, that's been around for a long time and kind of the proof's in the pudding, I, I always say, uh, with, with stuff like that. So, uh, guys, I, I want to thank you again for coming on to the podcast. Um, if, there's any, if there's anything I can do or the IGA can do to, you know, further add to the excitement of, of everything going on with this program, please, please reach out and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Clint. I, I would just say if anyone's listening and wants more information, they can certainly uh, check out our website, www.wgaesf.org. And uh, right now it's a fun time to be following us on Instagram because you're seeing all of our new Evan Scholar awardees uh, have pictures with their Evan Scholar pin flag. So uh, if nothing else, go look at all the smiling faces on Instagram of uh, all the caddies whose lives are being changed through the Evans scholarship. And uh, Clint, thanks so much for, for the platform, for the time. Uh, looking forward to our partnership with the Iowa Golf Association. And Jeff, thank you so much for all you do at Beverly and now all that you will do in Iowa. Thank you. And thanks, Clint. Uh, leave the listeners, take a caddy, change a life. Awesome. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.